trying my best All the mistakes that I made I'm learning that it ain't the right move Learn from my mistakes ain't that what the Better times Were they? Welcome back to Doom Patrol Radio, WDPR 96.3, your favorite trans-dimensional radio station. Well, binary and non-binary, what could we say at this particular point, except that the shadows are starting to lengthen across the playing field here at the Doom Manor? There is glee in Orthwith and sorrow in Cloverton as we begin today's broadcast here on Doom Patrol Radio. Welcome back, nobody. It's your favorite Doom Patrol podcast, this side of the painting. My name is Mark. And my name is Nathan. And today we're talking about episode 8 of season 4, which is called Fame Patrol of season 4. Nate, how are you doing today? Fame! Fame! I thought you were waiting for me to do it. Uh, I, I thought you were who, about who, to give who me Who does a pause. that song? I thought it was it's Eddie, not Money. Eddie Money. It's not Eddie Money? Ha th- <laughs> <laughs> ha! Dang. Looking you know like who a is real famous? dummy. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, Eric Deedle wrote today's oh, episode. Eric Deedle. Love him. Uh, directed by Bosetti Williams once more. So Bosetti Williams now has two, two, two episodes of Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Um, Under the belt. Fame Patrol. Um, so this one, <laughs> this carries on right away from yesterday's episode. Why do I say yesterday? It didn't, it's just, it's not a daily podcast that's a that's another podcast we do uh the same day episode which is orc with patrol uh, at the end of the episode concluded that immortus has risen uh and immortus is isabel fucking flowers according to rita far um played by cherry cervantes and so this is a character we've seen throughout uh the season question mark uh season three season pepperton two pepperton yeah pepper pepperton salt and pepper here is um yeah it's uh the salt (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) yeah you're totally good i um yeah so isabel flowers is immortus this is this is the, the the question mark is has this been planned the whole time i'm just gonna jump right into it like uh what the fuck (laughs) yeah um i mean we were talking all about it in the last episode but um this it is it has to be planned it honestly there's no other way around it that's what i'm saying like there's a difference between when you can pick up on the writing that is just like oh oh yeah wash and repeat like reuse the character you know like just recycle them back in we already got the the wardrobe what's another day of shooting that kind of thing like there is that very <laughs> obvious style and you will see that in comic book television programs um but for here it's this is <laughs> this is bigger than all of us um <laughs> The people yeah. that are behind the writing on this, Eric, 
uh, Jeremy, like all, we're on first name basis. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Carver, yeah, like you yeah, know, they're being the like, one who show runs it. It really is. I refuse to believe that the writing for this was put on a back burner, and so and people are just like, oh yeah, okay, like that'll we'll get to that point when we get to that when point. When we get we to, stay, you yeah, know, it's yeah. not. It, it really it can't be. Um, what I thought I was really worried about before was like studios and, you know, shows being canceled and, and the pandemic happening and, and not being able to fully tell their stories. Um, that was my main concern. You know, I'm curious as to how much Doom Patrol footage and, and what side plots were actually filmed and written out and, you know, just didn't quite fully make it into the episodes, that kind of thing. So that's my main concern. Not so much as like, why is this person back? Does that make sense? It's like, no, yeah, it will make sense. Just trust the process. This is Doom Patrol. You, you're in it. You, you don't, you don't stop reading it. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it, the. There's so much about season three that was like oh time travel's a thing i have so many questions i have so many questions about rita farr and lord and mill and madame rouge and bendy but look and... at where they're at here now and look at how they're written together now like you needed a time travel element to explain that kind of shit you know but it's almost like are we still i think especially with with, with which uh um uh Oh, I'm thinking of the actress name, but I need to remember what her actress name Gomez. is. Michelle Gomez. Isabel, no, Isabel Flowers. Oh, Yo, about you just said it. Sh- Sherry Seville. No, no, no. I, I had Charity Cervantes Charity in, my, in Cervantes. my head. I was, I was trying to remember. I'm Isabel, so sorry. Cherry Cervantes. I don't think it's right, but it, it's uh, a ch- Isabel I'm a Flowers. <laughs> but um, it's 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 uh. <laughs> The the fact that Isabel Flowers was accidentally killed by Laura DeMille when she got out of the time machine. Killed. When she like first killed, dropped into like some sort of time Dis- displaced, hole. rather. Displaced, if you will. But at the time we were like, Oh, you were killed off. And they probably would have blamed Rita Farr for that or something. And that was back in like the beginning of season three. And then it plays yeah. in now. And, and and to to play in now like a season and a half later, it's like you were written that way for a reason. Yeah. But then also going back to Rita Farr holding the door, right? Was it Rita Farr holding the door that Doom Patrol couldn't get out of the resort for um, when they were yeah, when they yeah, were yeah, killed yeah. by Billy Boyd? Yes. And that still hasn't been explained yet? Um, right? Well, no, that did get explained because she needed them to go into the underworld. Where, yeah. They needed but, to die, and Rita knew that they needed to die. But that wasn't... It, yes, it's there, but they never showed Rita actually going back in time at any point to come to that point. The paradox hasn't been actually like fulfilled. Yes, they did. She came back in time to actually kill them? She came back... Back in time. Oh boy! Now I'm confusing myself. Um, I'm pretty sure that paradox with the the loop was closed on that. I'm fairly 
certain the loop was closed. I don't know on that the, it was the time machine. Ah, uh, uh, and this is the paradox of time travel. That's why we don't do it. Um, but yeah, because there was still the time machine. Co- so Rita, the Rita that shows up in present to incapacitate the Doom Patrol. Man, I know how to write a synopsis. Um, the Rita far that shows up in the present to incapacitate the Doom Patrol was the same Rita that was looking for revenge um, after the Sisterhood of the Dada, Sisterhood of Dada, um, disbanded because of Laura DeMille. And right after Malcolm perished, right? Didn't she, wasn't there a... Boy, am I so... <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to watch season door. three again. Yeah, now it's, now See, it's time travel confusing. really messes me up. But not only time travel, but also that... Lord DeMille and Bendy are like these changing characters. Yes. Like there's Rita Farr, but then there's Bendy. Yeah. But then there's Lord DeMille who can change into anybody. Right. And and, and then there's a Lord DeMille that wants to be a good person. And then there's a uh, Bureau of Normalcy, Lord DeMille. So they, like there's, I'm confused. I, I guess I'm the one outside looking in maybe everyone's in the know they remember what's happening in season three but i was like confused that there's still gaps in the time travel part that we haven't gotten to yet and one of them was also that the time machine itself hasn't been built yet is that another thing that i'm missing because i don't I kind of thought they were going to build it in in yesterday's episode. Yesterday's. Orc with Patrol, which was also released today, that they were building the time machine to go back in time to stop the buttpocalypse, which Cliff has admitted in this episode is probably going to happen now. So time travel, messy thing for me. We've We've... We've got to stop. We've got to stop it with the time travel. It's, I don't think but, we should stop it. It's just not... Uh, this is what I mean. See, since we have questions about it, and it's not so much... That makes it good time a, travel? Uh, I think so, because it's... I think so because it is the question of, is that loop closed yet? And if it's not, then it's like, oh, snap. So remember, at some point, someone has to build a time machine. That's the hmm. thing. And... You could take context clues into that as well, because if you look at the time machine and look at how it was and all these things, hey, maybe that time machine was actually from Buttpocalypse times, and they did just send it back, and it is bootstrap theory. It's another thing that you can just go into with time travel, because (laughs) the machine itself could just be a bootstrap, and that's it. Um, So, I don't know. I think it's fun. It's not like a tool for... uh, um, moving the plot along, I guess. No, or at least, I know. I, I I don't know. I was no. gonna say like a tool for at least. Um, oh God, I don't know. What do what do people use time travel for? Um, they just just, they, just pe- faux pe- people create pieces, I guess. I I like time travel for that reason. I love it to be an excuse to. Do well, that's, period pieces yeah. in, in in a scenario that they're like stranger well, this in a strange be land. Fun, 
Yeah, yeah this would that's be the fun. sci-fi out of it. But I I don't. Mm, when it comes mm, to it being I, a I don't MacGuffin, know I, you're just like I don't. I, I don't like time that? travel being a thing of like, well, we've written ourselves into a hole, so the only way to out to come out of the hole would then to be time travel. So let's let's timeline this and 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 be the movie timeline and, and like get out ex machina would would be the the terminology um and yes. that and, and i guess that would be the sense of like time travel um and uh there's certain su- superheroes i don't like time travel being involved with anymore at all so uh, i'll leave that at that but um there's there's a lot to love about Fame Patrol. So, uh one of the one of the things I love most about today's episode is that the intro to this episode, the way that the episode starts. Boy, do I love how uh the teaser did not spoil this at all. So, um there obviously the the final six episodes teaser, the trailer that came out if you go on YouTube and you watch if you found out about Doom Patrol returning, there was a big trailer that came out. And you see, like, Casey Brink and Dorothy and Marley Corrupt and all this other recap footage, but also showing what the future episodes are going to be about. You don't see Isabel Flowers. You don't see this destruction that Immortus slash Isabel Flowers did to Orkwith and, and 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 destroyed it, killing, spoiler alert, Torminox and Wally Sage, uh, and Janice, the Dr. other Doctor um, Janice, yes, Doctor Janice, uh, the agents of the Immortus in decorum, yeah, agents of Immortus. Um, that being said, I I really enjoyed how this episode opened up, and I was like, oh, this is all new footage to me, even though I saw the trailer, like it doesn't, I, I didn't see this before, so. Kudos to showing this, having not seen it before. So I really enjoyed that. Um, really enjoyed that. Also really enjoyed the aged makeup on April Bowlby as Rita Farr. All like, throughout the episode, yeah. Fan- Boy, did I love that. Yeah. Fantastic work. It's really good. She she nails being an old lady. <laughs> Quite um, loved it. Fit her age. I'm I'm kind of worried that the like you know symptoms are gonna start to set in in these people in their uh, increasingly old age as the days go by. Mm, days go by seem. and old age uh, still shows up. It's still not Eddie still. Money. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Money wishes. Um, yeah, excellent uh, makeup, excellent costuming for this whole um, sequence. I mm-hmm. cannot tell you how much I love Casey's outfit. That is just so cool. Um, Dorothy's as well. Dorothy is. Dorothy's great. Oh, that oh, fit. <laughs> That's cool as hell. Um, we were talking on another podcast about kind of like these kind of big white kind of coats, almost like lab coats, but they're like more like. Um, these tailored uh, coats that that they that um Dr. Choi was wearing in in Zack Snyder's Justice League, yeah. but also Dorothy here, and it's like, oh, this is this is like really nice quality jacket you've got on. Um, but Dorothy in today's episode, fantastic 
character to 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 supporting character for for the Doom Patrol cast. Uh, always a pleasure to have Dorothy back on the show. Abigail Shapiro, fantastic actor. Um, but the you know Dorothy is written kind of like really the the child of Niles Calder and really being like the Niles Calder Jr. I mean, they even put her in the goddamn wheelchair at one point <laughs> in the episode. And it was like, oh, how much more on the nose can you be? Like, yeah. even before that 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 happened in, in the episode, it was just like, you really are, you like, know, your the best of him. Child. Like, you're the best version of what that is yes. supposed to be. You are the one that's like, oh, yes, we have a family and this is where we belong. We mm-hmm. all want the same thing, people. You should listen to me. Um, yes. It's really cool. Another thing that I uh, so incredibly love about the Dorothy and Casey pairing, um, the fact that the two of them now are uh, more related to, uh, you know, the Danny adventures and um, mm-hmm. Casey obviously being a character from the young animal Gerard Way, Doom Patrol. Um, and if you compare those two stories together, uh, at least like Grant Morrison from when it, you know, like last, sorry, Morrison and Rachel Pollock from when they last uh, left us with the Doom Patrol. More so on Morrison's side with the whole dark and gloominess of it. Um, and you compare it to Gerard Way and, um, oh God, the artist is blanking. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, and the colorist. Uh, but those books were extremely colorful. Um, almost completely opposite of what Doom Patrol was uh, when Grant Morrison was writing it and all this surrealism Richard and all this Case, darkness. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like all of these, just this imagery of, of you know, despair and gothic and, and crawling from the wreckage, we're going to say that again, um, is not really apparent in the Gerard Way run because it is so much more of a camaraderie of weirdness um that it is again like these characters finding that home and the place where they belong um you even get hints of that in unstoppable doom patrol because those stories carry over but dorothy and casey are so colorful they even have like the danny patches on them which is just awesome if that's like their Mm -hmm. team that's so cool um Compared to the rest of the Doom Patrol, who is, like, dark and grim and, oh, I don't want to be heroes and stuff. And then you have these two who were like, we are the heroes, people. Like, this is, we we went out and found ourselves. You guys need to go hang out with Danny for a while. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and, and um, it's jumping ahead a bit, um, I wanted to bring it up, especially... I mean, yes, their their outfits are great. Casey Brink's outfit is fantastic. Um, Dorothy's costuming fantastic. Um, there's there's a, a bit of a relationship between Casey Brink and Crazy Jane that starts, mm-hmm. which which is I'm a pairing so that we excited for. <laughs> what I think initially represents them is the color. Now we we talked about you know 1987. Grant Morrison starting, you know, this new Doom Patrol run, the dark age of comics, um, and 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 really that 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 era of comic books, having the complementary colors, which is like oranges, purples, greens. Uh, Crazy Jane in this episode, she's wearing like purple fishnets and like an orange, black and white kind of uh, like Holstein print. 
top over the the purple colored or purple hued like fishnets. So all complementary colors. And it clashes at first with Casey Brink, who's wearing all primary colors, like blue, red, and yellow. And and, and so then when you think about well, yeah, but you think about uh, Richard I'm, Case I'm with, with Grant Morrison. Keep going, yeah. But then uh, Gerard Way, so looking it up, um, because I don't know it off the top of my head, but um, I, I believe Tamra Bonvillain is the colorist for, I, I think Nick Darrington is the, Nick the penciler. Jeez, yeah, dang. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Great, great it, work. I, I wouldn't know. I, I read it. But I I don't know it that well. I'll be fully honest. Follow them on but Twitter, baby. They're great. Tam- Tamara Bonvillain, I believe, is the colors. But like they they obviously told them that, like you know there's there's m- more reds and yellows in Gerard Ray Gerard Way's run as opposed to like the Richard Case run, which is more oranges. You know, you get the Sun Daddy and Crawling from the Wreckage, Scissorman, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the complementary colors were big in in the dark age of comics, and then, you know, you have the primary colors here with with Casey Brink. So what's what's great about this budding of budding of heads with with Casey and and Jane is they both have like the the the, con, the contrasting colors. Uh, I think it's just a fantastic choice of costuming for the two characters, and and Casey Brink being primary colors, like she's very like uh, static character like she's like she's a dynamic character who thinks she needs to be static and so she's like i'm 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 here for to help i'm 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 here to be a hero and and jane's like will you just turn off for a moment and leave so it's it's a really 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 good pairing but nay i want to hear your thoughts on this one Oh, everything about her is great. The acting is phenomenal. Um, the idea of what this character, of what this Casey Brink is, um, mm-hmm. of it being just essentially a blank slate figuring self out, um, it just kind of goes back to that whole Randian idea of of who someone is, uh, you know, who I am, that whole thing, um, and pairing it with the... Uh, uh, the beginnings of this character, how we were told of, like, you know, a day ago, you only existed in a book. Like, you're, you weren't a, a, a thing. You were just there in a book and everything was all planned out and said, and you act this way because that is exactly how you were written to act this way. I mean, it's, you can't hit it any more nail on the head than that. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the, the shocking reality of this, uh, character that came from page to real life and it's something that like isn't really approached all that well because usually you have to make that character you know the hero right it's the storybook character come to life and they are the hero and they know how to be the hero but when you hit them in the real world it's not just good guy versus bad guy black and white kind of thing there's a a morality to it and choices have to be made um what we don't really get is that comic book character or storybook character. We don't get their whole uh, spectrum of what goes through on their side, right? You just kind of get someone telling them, 
that's not how things work in this world. You know, you don't know anything. So then you go through a learning process mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, Casey is that model, but tossed into a story where characters <laughs> already know that storybook characters come out of the pages into real life are fake and not real because we've dealt with so much more weirder shit that you're nothing special. Um, so Casey having the realization of, oh my God, yeah, like I guess all of these people are telling me that like I'm not real and I'm fake is going to get to me and, <laughs> you know, but like you would normally... stunned by it. <laughs> yeah, but like you would normally want your hero character to be like, that's not true. Like Buzz Lightyear, that's not true. I can fly. And then, you know, mm-hmm. does the whole yeah. uh, Mrs. Buttersworth or whatever the whole thing is. Um, I don't think that is necessarily what Casey is in this moment. Um, I think it's a lot more complex and it's not really anything uh, kind of similar compared to what she was in the comic book of how it was like, you know, a, a comic book character from Danny comic books shop and, Yes, you were created mm-hmm, to be the mm-hmm. hero. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. You were created to be the hero. Um, <laughs> but why? And, and, and you, but what? Yeah, I think and, that's it. Like, you're, you were created to be the hero. Um, and, like... We don't have actual heroes in our world, so we yes. created one. Please be one. That's and the she's thing. like, well, I'm fake. And it's like, yes, you're fake, but please be a hero. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, okay. So I am ex- I'm so excited to see how this Casey is going to react with this, with this team. Um, you know, this isn't a Casey Brink who was driving the ambulance around thinking that her reality was real life when in reality it wasn't, you know, Mm -hmm, um, it's mm -hmm, kind of the opposite. mm -hmm. So I'm, (laughs) it's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and it's what they all need right now as, as, as motivation and, and Dorothy is that as well, especially, uh, you know uh, what 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 uh, space case is to to Jane, Dorothy is to to Cliff Steele, and and they just are like, we understand you guys are 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 messed up, but that is no reason to stop being better people, and yeah. I I think that that speaks more to Cliff Steele like being better, but um. Space case, Casey Brink to Jane is saying like, there's nothing wrong with being good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's, it's, and yeah. it's a lot more like what I got from it was like, um, you're not the only one that needs to figure yourself out because Jane's yeah. stuff is splattered all over the floor, you know, mm-hmm. literally. Um, so it's, it's kind of like the same, like, oh, you're, you're in good company. You don't know who you are or your purpose or why you're even here. Um, and I can't navigate through my own head. So uh, I think we can help each other. I think you're supposed to, I yeah. think you're in the right spot. Like you're amongst your peers. Um, so yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, even the, uh, the, the foreshadowing of uh, Casey showing up in, in manifesting in Jane's head and, and Jane actually calling question mm-hmm. to him. Like the fact that Jane verbally spoke, like, how are you, you were in my head and it was like, what are you, I don't know what you're talking about, but that's like a resonating thing. Kind of like, you know, 
how Jane has these closer connections with like the fog and, and you know, how she allowed herself to have these connections. Um, Casey obviously has something about her that is from what I could tell a light in the dark kind of thing, a calming sense, uh, a a bright shining bulb of color in the, you know, darkness of this tunnel that Jane is lost in. Um, So I'm really, really excited to see what is going to happen with there. Another thing, it's col- color seems to be the theme between the two of them. That's going to be, that's going to be awesome. I, I, I love it. I love it. There, there's a really great use of, of color in this episode, especially um, not with there's not just those two characters, but also, um, uh, you know, Lord and Mill is, is watching this immortus, this Isabel flowers, um, take Cloverton by storm, literally. And and they have this Doom Patrol parade uh, orchestrated, which which we'll get to. But there's such a great use of color uh, in this episode, especially with the costuming. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about someone whose wardrobe I really enjoyed uh, in today's episode, and that is Larry Trainer uh, as Negative Man. Which I there's a moment where we come back to to Larry's room and. Uh, with the help of Keeg, they're able to uh, uh, stabilize Mr. 104, which I, I had not realized that Mr. 104 had just kind of like uh, vaporized and, and became unstable at the end of uh, episode six. But uh, yeah, Mr. 104 comes back. He's stabilized again with the help of, of Larry. And so they have this kind of embrace. But I loved this moment of Larry like on the bed, like trying to um, relax for a moment. And he's just like in this um, green sweater with these kind of dark gray overalls. And then these black, like um, almost knee high boots, but they're kind of like up to the shin somewhere. Yeah. Um, and it's a beautiful combat boot outfit with this Larry trainer. And, and when most of the time we see negative man, he's wearing like the classic, uh, fur-lined trench coat, but um, there was something about just the sweater with the suspenders and the, the overalls and the cargo pants and the and the, and the combat boots that was just like, mmm. If, if if it was ever colder here, <laughs> yeah, I, for, I, for real. I, w- I would steal that look in a heartbeat. One hundred percent. It uh, is very prominent in i believe like the uh, the 2000 doom patrol run you remember when they got that mm. island and that was like their base and it was like mm-hmm. a war oh, yeah. happening um that was like combat military larry trainer um, they all had outfits i think i think they had like a team suit if i remember correctly but um it it was it's you know in in the episode here it's it's fantastic um, love the moment with Mr. 104. Mr. 104 has also a really nice shirt. I don't know if you caught it, Nate. Um, but in in the episode, when you're watching Mr. 104, when uh, especially later, and they're kind of like they so they all like they both pass out with each other, and then they wake up, and then, like as they're waking up, they're talking, but they're on the on the floor together, and um, Mr. 104 has like printed periodic table in uh like a bit above the chest kind of like in the abdomen but it's like a patterned uh periodic table on the shirt and at first i was like oh what what's all that stuff 
And then as I look closer, I was like, that's a really cool shirt. I would love to have that shirt. And so, um, what an excellent wardrobe choice. Like what detail for just a comic book character? Like, Oh man, that is, that is awesome. I I would love to have that as a shirt. I was like, they would, they had to have someone print that on there and just be like, Oh, just for TV. And it's like, no, can you sell, can you sell that all the time? Cause I would totally love that. Um, but the, but the chemistry between the two characters is, is also just fantastic. I mean, we are having someone who's, who's healthy, healthy for the character. I mean, supportive for the character. I wouldn't say healthy because, um, I, I think what Mr. One four is asking of Larry is to take risks and, and, and all Larry really wants is the opposite of risk, which is, which is security, not freedom. Um, and so, uh, to escape from freedom, Larry's choosing the ultimate security, which is kind of falling back into the alien ant, uh, alien ant farm. Oh, wow. Oh. Dang. That <laughs> the was, ant that farm. just came out so easily too. Yeah. The ant farm. Whoops. The Grant Morrison amp farm of Doom Patrol, which is falling into utmost Bureau of Normalcy uh, security mindset. And um, I think that is like the problem Larry is having, which is like, no, I crave safety for the love of my family. And that falls back into that that kind of reality that he grew up in. So it's, a, it, 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 it's, 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 mm, it's, it's, it's a vicious cycle. But I really, really enjoyed this moment of Mr. 104 trying to liberate Larry himself and not just Negative Man or, you know, Larry and Keeg, but but Larry yeah. himself. So he's been he's been a very good supportive uh, partner, if I could say. I think so as well. Um, I think um, Rama is supposed to represent uh, this part of Larry that um, is acceptance. Um and I think, you know, obviously the people in Doom Manor have been showing him that since day one, um, but he's still, you know, blind to that whole thing, um, or rather mm-hmm. not not wanting to see that because I am so in my misery negative man. Uh, I get it. <laughs> but uh, then this person that shows up and it makes you happy and you have a connection with um, is supposed to be showing you that uh, all of your flaws and whatever have you... Um, still has a has a chance of acceptance um Mm -hmm, especially mm -hmm. when it's something that is as meaningful as uh you know true feelings and and family and you know two people who uh essentially shouldn't be able to touch each other are able to embrace each other um yeah you know uh it's it's really double entendre yeah it really double meaning it really is uh cool um i'm scared that it's just gonna end in tragedy and you know what right that's what it feels feels like when you that's what happens you know when you're watching you're just like oh when when is the other shoe gonna drop kind of thing Mm -hmm. that's what it feels like the entire time uh especially uh, being that um rom is the only connection to the agents of immortus now being that Wally Sage is dead, Tormanox is dead, Dr. Janice, um, that leaves only Rom, Mr. 104. So um, it is kind of like 
what 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 now? You know, um, but then then there is the actual parade with you know Isabel Flowers and or AKA General Immortus, and um, this parade that happens, and you know you, you watch the episode, you you get what it is, um, and it and it triggers. Isabel Flowers, but what I thought was so important, what I want to bring up today before we, we end the episode, is that the mayor, the Cloverton mayor, um, Claire, the Cloverton mayor, she is handing a key to the city to Isabel Flowers, the one who was rescued, but rescued by the Doom Patrols. Today will be known as Doom Patrol Day. Yeah. And Isabel is to hand the key to the Doom Patrol. Uh, which sets her off. But what I thought about this, and I thought like, oh, this is the meaning. This is the meaning of life, if you will, is that General Immortus, and if we think of Immortus, you know, from all that we've talked about lately on this show, is that Immortus is kind of like the dark mirror of the Doom Patrol. To have this quest to for longevity, to live forever, to defy death. And then only for the Doom Patrol to be awarded, you know, like, oh, you guys are the ones who did all the good work. Like, here's the key to the city. And here's Doom um, Patrol Day. Yeah. It's like, oh, so living forever is not the same thing as being remembered exactly. forever. Exactly. Thank you so much. This is the reason why we're able to get a television show of Doom Patrol funded for live action. We talked about it in 2017, Mark, and we said, that'll never happen, but boy, would I love it. And yet, we were missing the thing that was blatantly in our faces that people will still be telling Doom Patrol stories. That is the longevity of them. They are timeless. Mm-hmm. They can exist to be timeless because they can be the strange stories. Um, yeah, it's excellent. And the fact that Doom Patrol Day is something that has the potential to last forever and be commemorated as forever, especially in this age of superheroes. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Wesley. Getting it from the from the peanut gallery. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like this is something that is the antithesis of what Doom Patrol is as a whole. Um, and technically, Immortus has risen. So, like, it's kind of just like a ticking time bomb. Of wouldn't you expect once Immortus was risen that the Doom Patrol would simultaneously cease to exist as well? It's like, well, no. There's got to be some struggle of power here. There has to be some morally <laughs> yes, very, right very constraint fair between the two of them. Um, and now we have a completely depowered, debuffed Doom Patrol that now has to fight essentially the Doom Patrol's greatest enemy, uh, you know, <laughs> the key to the longevity. And if they win, great. Doom Patrol gets longevity back, and you know what that means? We can still write Doom Patrols in the next 20 years, and we'll come back to it later on DC. Great, absolutely. But if they don't get it, then you potentially have the right to write these characters out. Like, 
you know, so many tried to do 30 years ago. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. ah, well, can't keep them down. You still need to tell these stories. Uh, there's a reason why it is timeless. Yeah, I, I think that was a great point to, you know, to bring back what we were talking about in yesterday's episode, as well as like, oh, yeah, like, there's a reason Gene Bomb, like, hit so hard for Doom Patrol, and, and, and it like, oh, you like these characters, where they're going to die off now, and, and you're not going to really hear from them for a while until Paul Kupperberg and Graham Morrison take a swing at them. But it's like, oh, I, I was really enjoying this. And so that's the thing, right? It was like, oh, I was really enjoying the Doom Patrol in this TV show. And for it to go away, you're like, wait, that's really good. It has to go away. And it's like, and the powers that be say, yes, it does. Um, and and that happens metaphysically in, in the TV show where, you know, it's about flowers. It's like, it's supposed to be about me. And, and the populace is saying, well, the Doom Patrol is actually really, you know, we thank them for their service and all this good stuff. Um, and, and she's like, well, it was supposed to be about me. So their time is over and they're like, well, we don't, we don't, we don't really want it to be. <laughs> so it, 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 it feels metaphysical in that sense. Yeah, so very um, much so. And I mean, the fact that we're like wrapping this up with, uh, with Isabel flowers being this, this version of Immortus, um, and how she is just this, just, <laughs> thespian of a character and that is like this actor that needs a stage and it fits so well with just how you and I keep talking about how the actors and the writers have been approaching these characters and it is like yes lean into the drama act your asses off like do it 110% on the stage like leave everything up there Um, so it really fits so well with like the idea of taking these characters who you would think have been dark and gloomy and sad and depressed in the comic books, but turning them into this thespian stage play of people that need to have this stage to perform on. Um, Mm -hmm. And the culmination is just this, (laughs) this evil actor is now the the main enemy. It's like, yeah, of course, absolutely. You know, absolutely acting is I such think, a big big thing within the doom patrol because of rita and all this stuff and it's like yeah of course like let's let's lean into that please dionysus would be proud <laughs> yeah i i think it's 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 taking doom patrol's tragedy and 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 spinning it for the the reader the user the audience to say take their tragedy and um, like uh, to to go on with your life to to motivate you to be to be to be uh, more like take their tragedy and move forward. I think is 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 a great motivation. Right, it's all very relatable. I mean, we've been saying it since the start. Yeah. Um. So it's it just overall, it's just a fantastic uh, episode we have here uh, i'm curious to see how it, how it continues i'm curious to see how the 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 butt apocalypse plays into it I'm, I'm curious to see how cyborg uh continues being cyborg without being cyborg which yeah i know it, it, it's 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 a it, it's a um it's a great tee up for the mid-season 
I think it's 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 almost like um, we're, we're saying this a lot for a reason to come to a conclusion. I I I highly doubt it means to become cyborg again in, in the sense of like the comic book character. You know, you know the biomechatronic that Nathan right. and I have said that word many times. Um, I don't think that's what they mean by it. But I, I, I really think that Victor will stake a claim to finally be like, this is who I am, and I'm yes. cyborg without the yeah. suit kind of thing. Exactly. It's, long, it's long-winded, but um, yeah, I, I think that's where we're headed with this one. So overall, just, just fantastic uh, two-episode starter. I think what, what, what these two episodes do well together is that one sets it up and creates all the 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 spoiler it creates the like the the climax of of the mid season and then this second episode or episode 8 fame patrol what it really does well is it says okay I'll handle the aftermath I'll handle like um you know you you did all the spoilers in your episode and now I get to handle the character repercussions and and how they deal with it to set up the rest of the final four episodes. So um, they work well together as one big episode. Um, I did take a break myself personally because I wanted to be able to digest the first one. Um, but overall, it's just, you know, it's great to be back. Yeah. In with the new art, season four. Really, it feels yes. good to, like, see just more a continuation of just the Doom Patrol story and that it's not like getting phoned in and being like, ah, we ran out of time. Here's just what the rest of what we shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So looking forward to the the next one. Looks like we got uh, a bit of a, a, a weird fabric of reality that happens because of uh, Isabel Flowers' uh, tantrum. So we'll see what Immortus has cooked up in the next one. So without further ado, DJ, please take it away. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Nanda Parbat De-Aging Cosmetics. For hundreds of years, Nanda Parbat Cosmetics has been reversing years off our consumers. Call in now for an exclusive bundle offer and get free shipping when you use your Cloverton Richfield credit card here on Doom Patrol Radio. 